Lead and empower her with Dr. Julie Ducharme, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Lead and empower her with Dr. Julie Ducharme is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Dr. Julie Ducharme. Hi, welcome to the She CEO Talks. I'm Dr. Julie Ducharme back for another great episode where we are exploring and learning from women CEOs around the world. And I always love this because I make new friends. I learn so much. And I'm really excited today to have with us Rhonda Swan. And Rhonda and I actually got connected through like a friend of a friend and hit it off right away. And we're already planning a huge event together. But I want to tell you a little bit about her before I bring her in. So she is a dynamic and accomplished business leader, women's empowerment advocate and author. As a CEO of the Unstoppable Branding Agency, a woman-owned and 85% woman-run company, Rhonda has has been recognized by Forbes magazine as a woman of diversity to watch in 2021, and her company was ranked among the top 10 PRN branding firms for entrepreneurs in the same year. With a wealth of knowledge and experience in branding, marketing, entrepreneurship, Rhonda is passionate about empowering women to succeed in their personal professional lives. This drive is evident in her best-selling book series, Women Gone Wild, which has inspired countless women to pursue their dreams and reach their full potential. Rhonda, welcome to the show. And Rhonda, hello, coming- good to see you, sister. Bali, right? She's coming in from Bali, which uh, Josh and I have been researching and just fully decided that you know we need to come visit you um, because we just watched a movie about it last night. <laughs> so yeah. this is. Awesome. <laughs> Well, so obviously everything I read in your bio, I feel like we're soul sisters because everything you're doing, I'm doing, and now we're combining our efforts. And it's super cool because we obviously have Women Gone Wild, She Talks coming up June 17th, where we're bringing all of your amazing authors in. We have some other amazing coming in from She Talks. We have Barrier Breakers. um, We have, uh, you know, women veterans, I mean, musicians, this is just super fun. And and so I'm really excited to talk today with you about this because most of these women in this group are CEOs themselves. And so, but I want to go back a little bit because many of our listeners don't know, how did you become a CEO? What inspired you? How did you start the Unstoppable Branding Agency? So I want to start there and and let them hear your story. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so good to be here. I um, I just love being able to combine not only efforts, but when I meet, like when you and I met, it was like, boom, is this like my twin, like my blonde twinster, you know? <laughs> so um, I really, I just love our, our friendship. And I think this is truly the best representation, especially of women in business, because so often, you know, we don't always collaborate, you know, it's like that old school way of doing things just doesn't work anymore. So to show women, especially women in power and leadership roles, uh, how to really run and move together, you know? Um, So yeah, let me give you a bit of my background. I'm actually, um, I played for the women's US softball team. I played for the national team from really young all the way until, Right when I left for California is actually when our team got invited uh, to Atlanta to the Olympics. So I was a bit too old to be at the Olympics at that at that time. But it's my life has been all about um, athletics and really been driven, you know, to just to succeed. And I, um, I I have my master's in business and I went and started working for a Fortune 100 company. Um, and for about eight years, I worked for them. And and what happened is. Um, 
pretty shattering. And I think many of the listeners will uh, understand or maybe resonate with this storyline. I, um, I went to work in the morning. I was getting ready to, to literally take over position running the Western Division um, in California for um, GlaxoSmithKline Pharmaceuticals. And we had a meeting every morning at 7 a.m. in San Diego. I would drive an hour to work, you know, that normal thing, all done up, ready to go. And I'm, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm about, we're about 15 minutes into it. And I witnessed this woman walk into the back of the meeting. And my boss was like that, you know, perfect bangs, you know, bobbed hair, shoes matched the bag, you know, tight lipped kind of lady, super blue corporate. And she stops this meeting because this woman's kind of sneaking in the back and she sits down and she's like, you're late. And, you know, everyone shudders because certainly, you know, you're a head corporate boss that screams across a room. And this lady stands up and she's like, I'm so sorry, Jane. I, um, I just got off maternity leave and I dropped my six-week-old old baby off um. at daycare. The lady's lips were like trembling, you know, and everyone was like, you could cut the energy. And... Wow. She's like, I don't care if you are, you know, you got to put your baby in daycare early in time. You need to be in these meetings if you want to put food in this baby's plate. Wow. And like, it was insane. Like literally just replaying that. Every time I tell this story, mm -hmm. it was like my whole body shifted. And I sat there. I'm like, wait a minute. Who am I going to be? I hadn't had a daughter or child at the time. My daughter's 16 now. But I said, who am I going to be for women if that's my role? That I'm mm -hmm. at having a woman, you know, feel so horrible about 15 minutes late, being stressed out about, you know, leaving her new baby. And so that day I literally made a shift and I said, I'm done. I went home. I told my husband and I said, I'm leaving my job. And he's like, you're crazy. You know, I don't care if you're my boss's boss's boss. I'll never make enough money for us. You know, we lived in La Jolla in this big, beautiful home. And, you know, we were working that, you know, nine to five style life. And I just said, no, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And from that moment, within that day, making that decision, I quit my corporate job three months later. I started our branding agency this is before social media was around. And I realized that if I was going to make a difference, then I had to really actually teach women, how can we have it too? Like, how can we also have a great living, yeah. but raise family? And so, yeah. yeah, so that's how it started. And, um, you know, here we are. It's been 18 years now. Yeah, we're just like, we're seriously sisters separated at birth because I had a similar revelation working a giant big position I'd gotten into at the time. I actually had just had my son and I, so I had a two-year-old and a newborn and they were letting me work remote, but I was still working 80 hours a week. And uh, I had a female boss who berated me every day and was like, I'm going to fire you every day. And I was like, this isn't living. This isn't the life I want for my kids. And I had a similar conversation with my husband about leaving my job. And about three months later, I did the same thing. Um, so, and I have a heart for that because I remember trying to figure out how do I have a career and have success, but I still want a family and I still want kids. And I don't think there's anything wrong. And I think I can have both. And many people told me, no, you can't, you got to pick one or the other. And so what you're talking about, I, I think not only resonates with me, but so many women who want to be able to have both those lives. And, you know, after COVID, they said, oh, women aren't going back to the workplace. You know what happened? Women had to stay home, homeschool their kids. They got innovative. They built businesses and they're not going back into the business world because they started building businesses because that's how we are, right? Like we get brought home, we figured it out. And so women are now re-entering the workforce, but as CEOs, some of them brand new, some of them maybe worked other areas, 
But I love what you're saying because I think this is really the essence of this show, right? Like we're showing, hey, just because we have kids and, and studies show 90% of the household duties and children fall on women. It's a, it's a cultural thing. We are yet still leading within the workplace and we're still legit. I think that is something that brings such a difference to the workplace, right? Because I mean, you tell me that story. Literally, I got goosebumps because I was like, oh my gosh, like that's, you know, I mean, I remember going back to work and this was such a big no-no, but I did it. So I had had my daughter and there was like two weeks of finals left. And so I'd gotten a sub for two weeks, but if I didn't go do this last week, I wasn't going to get paid. So I was three weeks out of having a C-section. I went to work that week sat and gave finals, right? I, I think I still had staples in my stomach, right? But it was so much pressure that I might lose my job. When I was yeah. supposed to be out three weeks, I went and gave finals and then went back on leave during Christmas break, right? And didn't say anything to anyone because I was so nervous about it. I mean, that's crazy that like I'm going in after three weeks of having a C-section, but the fear that happens with women in the workplace. So you, you built this company, right? So how long has this company been going? Yeah, so 18 years. Um, and yeah, we, yeah, I started, yeah, 2004 is when I quit. I actually, crazy enough, I watched a um, an interview with Steve Jobs and he actually said, look, if you're not looking into the digital markets or if you're not understanding how to work on the internet, you're gonna be left behind. So I got really serious and I started working with like the godfather of copywriting, uh, Perry Marshall. He actually wrote the algorithms on Google on how to you know run Google ads. And so I just learned, I'm like, okay, if I can help solve a problem and help create a need, I can then market and help support people. And so, you know, I ran the company for about three years. We, we really boomed. This is before social media. So like literally I was the first woman that made a million dollars, the sales funnel. And it wasn't even a, a sales funnel because I was sending people to a website and bringing them to an 800 number. I'd call them like, it was just crazy stuff. But like you said, we figure it out. And so we raised, I built the company for about three years. I retired my husband, Brian, he's a robotics engineer. Um, and he started working with me and crazy enough though, I mean, it seems like an elated story. However, in 07, 08, you probably remember this, you live in San Diego is we were in a massive financial crisis, right? Real mm -hmm. estate went down. We had invested in tons of real estate and we found out, uh, two months before my daughter was born, we found out that we were frauded by the developer. We had $26 wow. million homes in our name. This guy sucked out all the construction loan money and didn't build the home. And so we find this out. So imagine right here, like, you know, you had just had your baby. I'm two months before she's due. And I was so stressed out that my daughter was actually born 33 days early. And um, we found out literally everything was gone. And so here's me building this company. And now everything I wanted to do was to create a space to raise a child. And now this life that I thought I was building for her was gone. Wow. Um, at least I thought at the moment. Right. And we had to get really serious. And so um, we got really clear with ourselves. We're like, okay, what does this actually mean? Is this because our ego was really at the door, right? Because here's mm -hmm. all of our friends and I'm a corporate executive. And they're like, you're going to work online. Like this is ridiculous. It's a fad. Go back, get responsible, get a job. Your husband's a robotics engineer. Like yeah. it was really, really challenging just to even quit my job from the start. Yeah. Now yeah. here I am back in the same position, brand new baby. And my husband and I decided at that point, we're like, look, 
we're going to let it all go. And um, we made a decision. In fact, it's uh, coming up this November. It'll be 16 years that we've been traveling on the road as a family because we decided that we're not going to allow our circumstances. We're going to allow the bank account that we were looking at that moment to define us for who we'd be for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so our company was already started to be set up you know, online. I mean, it was, we were there. Skype had just came out. So we were literally oh having clients come yeah. on to Skype. We we're like in Fiji with a computer on my shoulder. And they're like, what? This is crazy. But, you know, we, we, we prevailed and, and, you know, we, we left with $12,862.72 to our vision and about a number of my daughter in daycare. And yeah, so now it'll be 18 years coming up uh, wow. at the end of the year. That's so- <laughs> I'm just, I'm thinking about, as you're talking about that and just so much same thing resonates with, with uh, my husband and I, uh, our first company is coming up on somewhere. Let's see, we're coming up in 20 years of marriage. So I think it's somewhere around 21, 22 that we've had our first company. Our other ones right around like, I think 18 or whatever. Um, and yeah, as you talked about not being defined by your circumstances, I remember myself leaving that job and I was terrified that people were going to consider me a failure. And that I couldn't do the job because I'd gotten into it as a very young executive. And, you know, as they say, when you're young and you come in, they say, oh, she slept her way to the top or, oh, she got in on favors or actually got in on my own merit. And so I'd worked so hard for that. I just thought to myself, like, who am I without this job? Right. And then I realized, like, I can't be defined by the job. Because the job may or may not be there. And, and then I realized I didn't want to be defined by this job because it was a horrible job. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> and so uh, everything you're saying just, it, it's, I think one of the toughest things for women more than men is taking such a leap of faith like that, right? Sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm a calculated risk taker. And so every time I, I go to take those risks, I'm considering how does it affect my family? How does it affect my kids? Like you, I didn't want to ever have to put my kids in daycare and, and have to do that, pay the exorbitant money. I wanted to be part of their lives. I wanted to go to their plays. I wanted to see what was happening. And I knew the path I was taking, I would be working 80 hours a week. I would never see them. And, you know, that wasn't what, you know, I think it's one of those like hindsights, right? You get there and you think, this is what I want, right? This is what everyone says I want. And then you're like, this is what everyone else said I want. Really? Like, I don't know if I want this. And so that's what I love about it is because you took a CEO position and you morphed it into your own company where you can travel the world. And I remember that. I remember dial up when I'm like, does anyone need to use the phone? Because I'm going to get on the computer right now and use dial I mean, I remember that. And I remember the first time I used Skype and then trying to teach my parents how to Skype with the camera. My mother duct taped the camera to the laptop because she wasn't sure how to connect it. And I was like, mom, how'd you, oh, I just used some duct tape. And I was like, oh my, I mean, it was so foreign. And now we're using our phones and you saw the future, which is so amazing that you saw, you know, people told you, oh, that's a fad. Don't go online. What happened during COVID, right? Were we so equipped for COVID because we've been living online? I love it. So as you talk about, you know, making this leap of faith, having this horrible thing happen with some people would not know how to recover from, you know, what would you say to some women out there who may be facing similar issues? You know, how do they move forward? How do they take that step like you did? Because I hear people all the time say, oh, well, that, that's easy for you. Or, oh, I wish I, you, you, it's probably so easy for you. And I was like, that is not true. <laughs> Nothing I've done has been easy. <laughs> Nothing's been easy. Um, but I know we have women in that position right now and aspiring young women who are listening going, how do I get there? So what are some tips that you could give them? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really great question because I think we as women, you know, we get in this space of like, I have to take care of the family and I have to, you know, protect them. And, you know, one thing about us is that we're very resilient, you know, and so my best advice is get really clear on how you can serve. You know, a lot of times, and I work with a lot of brands, right? We do a lot of PR for them and expansion. And the one thing a lot of them get wrong in the beginning is that they just start trying to sell something, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, who can you really serve? Who's that one person that you can actually serve? And you can just nail it, right? It's like the bullseye, not the rings around the bullseye, because you'll hit those. But like, mm -hmm. who can you really bullseye? And how can you support them? And, you know, that alone, I think once we start getting our minds in um, to support opposed to selling, then the creativity begins to happen, you know? And that's like where great brands, you know, come out because all they thought about is how can I support and serve and solve a problem? And, you know, I think that's the the, the biggest thing, you know, it's, and, and you'll be ready to, yeah, to have to endure, um, you know, some time. Like we had a, a rule, you know, my daughter was very little. She, we left when she was one, started to travel. But now she's 16. She started her first company when she was 12. And we just had a rule. We travel, we're like, okay, mom and dad want to be with you every day. Otherwise we'd have to take you, you know, to, to, to school or to daycare. So if we can have a rule, this is when we're working, right? And this is when then we get to play and stick to those guidelines, then kids get it, right? Like she's been the most uh, easiest kid to literally travel with. She's lived in, you know, 20, 30 plus countries in the last 16 years of her life. And it's because we got really clear, but we were very honest and we just set boundaries as a family on what it was that we needed to do. And when we did that, then if we, I, we always say we have a rule in our, our, our uh, family, it's um, structure gives us freedom. So the more structure we actually all had in our day, the more freedom we ended up having. So I think that happens to women a lot. They don't create structures around them starting a new business, especially if they're doing it at home. Mm -hmm. And they just like, okay, here's the kitchen. Here's this. Oh, you need food. You need, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Morning time is this. Here's your breakfast. If you're doing it yourself, or this is when we spend time here, then I have golden time. And we usually take, you know, like four straight hours of golden time when that's when she either did school and we did work. And then boom, this is when we have playtime. So I think that alone, especially in the beginning, knowing who you can serve and setting structures is one of the most important things I think we can do, we can do to set ourselves up to win. Yeah. Great advice. Uh, sim I have a similar tactic as well um, that came in and same thing with my children. They've traveled a lot. And so it was like very just like, okay, this is mom's work time. And I know a lot of times people shy away from structure, but when you work from home, if you don't have that structure, at least from my, over the last like 15 years, it's a struggle. Like I have a, a rule that I cut things off at eight o'clock. Cause if not, yeah. I could be working all night long. There's always work for me. Um, and I started doing a thing in the morning where I set up that no one can have meetings with me till nine in the morning. And so why am I doing that? Well, I'm taking my kids to school. I want to have time for me to actually have time to get ready, you know, work out if I want to, but me time is I thought to myself, I don't have to be available for everyone 24 hours a day. Like, and I used to be like that when I first started out, it was like, you know, working all the time um, because it's your business and you're building it and it's your passion. But it's, I, I agree with you. It's so important to have structure because you can get burnt out so fast. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, especially if you have little ones. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? You want to take care of your little one, you, and you feel bad. And we, as women, 
will feel bad for not being there at that moment, you know? And, but if, when they understand, and I think that's the biggest thing is communicating exactly what our mission is, exactly why we're doing what we're doing and the rewards of that work that we do, because a kid wants to see a reward. They love that. Like, if you do this, you're going to get this, right? So they, they, they actually appreciate that. So if you're like, look, yeah. mom's going to work, we got to get this done. And then we get to go play. It's like, okay. And then they watch the clock, but you have to stick to your integrity. And I think that also is a big lesson for us is that kids also need to believe and trust you. And when you say mm -hmm. something, you got to do it. Right. And so if you are mm -hmm. cutting off, you yeah. got to cut off. If you are saying you're going to leave, you got to leave at that time. Mm, yeah. Such great advice. I love this. Okay. So we're coming to the end of our podcast. I want to ask you my favorite question, which is if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself advice, what would it be? Yeah. I love this question too. I, um, I would say I would tell myself to not care what other people thought. I carried mm -hmm. that around quite a bit, even in corporate, right? Even for my parents, all of that. You, I did so many things I realize now because I thought they would think good of me or they would like me more or they mm -hmm. would give me more love, right? Instead of going, no, this is what I want. And, you know, we, we talk about this a lot too. Most of us have been programmed to tell everyone what we don't want. Like for instance, you know, we say, what do you want to eat for dinner? You're like, well, I don't want pizza. I don't want, you know, spaghetti. No, what do you want? So know what you want and stick to that and not care about what other people's opinions are. Because I think that is our biggest thing as women. We just care what people think. And then in the end, like, I'll be 50 in, in three weeks. Like, man, if I would have just been myself, like I have been the last 10 some plus years, I would have so much more time. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. I fully agree. And that's such great advice for our youth. My daughter's 14 and seventh and eighth grade is a tough time for just everything that happens in life for young women. And, and that is such a key thing that I've been saying, like, why, why do you care about that person? They do not care about you. But culturally, I think it's impressed upon us to care. And I agree with you. And, and obviously your daughter is such a great example of that you've imbued that into her because she's got her business and she's traveling the world. I got to watch her talk where she did, um, I think it was a poem. Um, uh, and it was beautiful what she did and so impressive. And she's the one who actually inspired my daughter to speak. So I was really excited about that. Now, before we go, I want to make sure that we really quickly chat again again about our event happening. So really, really important because first we have a book signing at Barnes and Noble with all your amazing women gone wild, um, authors, and that's going to be at Barnes and Noble. And Josh is flashing that across the screen. We can get tickets for, I think it's like $26 and some change, right? For the event. So, and this is where you get a book, you get the signing. We've got some amazing women. I mean, the list goes on and on, but I'll just mention a few here. Diana Wentworth, just an amazing author herself. We've got uh, Terry Britt, former Miss uh, USA, right? Um, we've got Barbie Layton. She's actually there in Los Angeles. And does she do the ghost show? Is that the ghost show? No, that's Patty Negri, who's the um, from Ghost Adventures. Yep, she's one of our intuition authors. The, the, the Barnes & Noble book signing is going to be amazing. There's going to be you know, panel discussions. It's kind of like the preempt to the big red carpet that you and I are hosting together. And I'm, I'm so excited about that because our worlds came together and it's so beautiful for what you do with She Talks and then certainly the support for women veterans with Comet Boots to High Heels. It was like it couldn't have been a better 
partnership because Women Gone Wild book series, we have, uh, we're in the wild series now. So W is what we're launching, which is the wealth book, women that are redefining the meaning of wealth. Um, the next book is the end of the year is intuition and then leadership and diversity and coming together to see women groups come together. Um, it, it's just so powerful and I, it makes such a, a, a lasting impact on our kids and it empowers women to go, wow, my story matters, you know, and the book is being called Chicken Soup for Women Empowerment. Diana Wentworth is uh, one of the authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul and sold 780 million copies of that book. And we are, you know, kind of on a mission to do that, to tell more women's stories so they can really shine and to feel empowered for others to, to be part of it. So it's going to be a big double banging day, like starts off in the morning at Barnes and Noble in Huntington Beach. And then we go to the Huntington Club yeah. at 3.30 for this red carpet extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. my, my uh, producer in the background is going like this. He's very excited. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we're going to the Huntington Club, red carpet. You can get tickets anywhere from $100 all the way up to a VIP ticket for $1,500. I'll tell you, you should get the VIP ticket. It's going to be epic. Like I said, we've got Jessica Muse, who's going to be doing American Isle Star, doing a concert for us. Um, and we have a long list of other amazing barrier breakers like Justine Siegel, the first woman to coach in men's professional baseball. She was considered one of the top 100 most powerful women in the U.S. Uh, Dr. Oh. Kameen Samuel, who's the first female African-American helicopter pilot for the Navy. Um, Sharon Lecter, who's sold so many books, just like Diana Winworth. I don't even know the total, but um, just an epic person. Jen Welter, who is the first woman to coach in the NFL. She just did the XFL. I mean, these women are in the Hall of Fame, and it's just so exciting because also I've met all of these women except for Diana, and they're so humble. And they're so, they're all about this because they didn't have this. And I feel like you and I didn't have this. I didn't have any no. women mentors. I didn't have any. I actually had male mentors. Um, and to come together and bring this and just be each other's biggest cheerleaders. Like I get goosebumps thinking about it right now. Literally I have goosebumps because this is my dream, right? That we just create this epic like get together and that these women will just connect and it will just keep growing. Right. You know, that women can just be, they all change, get each other's cell phones numbers. They just start, you know, Hey, BM on podcast, let's write a book together. Like, Hey, let's start a business. Yes. Like that is what I'm so hopeful for this. And then of course, for people who don't know, we're obviously fundraising for women veterans as well. That's where Combo Boots to Heels program is all about. And uh, for people who don't know, women veterans are our highest suicide rate and our highest homeless rate. And they're very much our forgotten heroes. And so um, over the last six years, I've got a chance to work with these women and they're just tremendous. And so I love that we get a chance to do this. The money will go to support programs like helping women, everything from getting education to covering daycare care, food, interviews, clothes, training, everything we do with them is at no cost. And so this is just going to be a really wonderful epic event. And I see tons of more stuff that we're going to do together because, you know, it's just going to be so much. It's so awesome. So, but this is great. So if you guys are listening, you're driving right now, you're like, I didn't get all those links. Don't worry. We're going to post them out. You can go back to this feed and get all the links. Um, I think you are still taking authors for the next couple books, right? People can reach out That's to you. Right. Yeah, we're so, going to be launching, releasing the next um, leadership book in 2024. And we're going to announce it actually at the event. So we have women that can participate. This is awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Rhonda. And as I always say, live, love, laugh, and always be your authentic self.
Thanks for listening to Lead and Empower Her with your host, Dr. Julie Ducharme. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.